0: So today what we're looking at is we're looking at the word invite. We're looking at the word invite. So if you've got your Bibles on your phones or whatever, um, we're going to be going through Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. On one occasion, I'm reading from the ESV, but you can read from whatever you want. While the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake um, Gennesaret. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing the nets. Getting to one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats, so they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, translates sons of thunder, it's like a biker gang, um, who were partners with Simon, And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, from now on you'll be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. They left everything and followed him. Um, We're gonna come back to the next part of that story a little bit later on. So today when we're talking about invite and we're talking about invitation. What we're talking about is we're talking about this particular story and Jesus shows us a way of operating, a way of doing things in this passage and in the next part we're going to read that's really kind of unique and following on from the whole truth aspect and the whole humility aspect and the whole reconciliation aspect. So Jesus invited himself into their boat. That's the first part of the story. They're doing their thing, he invited himself into their boat. It's not like they were like, oh yeah, you got to travel, speaking to this crowd, pressing in and around you, You know the sound waves aren't carrying very well, there's too many bodies in front of you. Hey, do you want to jump in my boat? And we can just sail off a little bit. No, he jumps into their boat, and they put out, and they go a little bit. Jesus invites himself into it. What's cool about that, is actually that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed. And actually Jesus invites himself into our boat, and into our sphere of influence, into our work into our gifts into our talents into our lives he just interrupts it like I don't know about you but there's never been a time where it's kind of like people walk along and they just kind of invite Jesus he disrupts he just steps in to the scene and is like okay cool I'm here I'm going to hijack this for a little bit and he still does that today he does that with our lives he does that all the time and he's still doing it and today I believe Jesus wants to invite himself into your boat into whatever your thang is I believe he wants to get in there. The second thing he does is while he's there in their boat, he blesses their business. He, be- he blesses the thing that they do. And he uses that as a sign. So Jesus interrupts. He invites himself into the situation. He wasn't invited. He steps in. And then while he's there, he provides like a miracle, a sign. He, a sign to them. So they've been fishing at the right time, doing everything correct, caught nothing. He tells them to do something completely wrong at the wrong time of day in the wrong place, in the wrong area, and they catch more than they've ever caught in their lives. He gives them a sign of who he is. And at that moment, we start to see something about Jesus, which is pretty cool. You see, Jesus went fishing, but he didn't go fishing for the fish. He went fishing for the fish to catch what he wanted to catch. He wanted to catch Peter, and he wanted to catch the other fishermen. So he went out fishing, and through the whole object of catching more fish than they've ever caught, he doesn't really care about the fish. He did it deliberately to catch them. And you know what? I believe that God not only wants to invite himself into our sphere of influence, into our situation, into our talent, into our job, into our passion, into our family, and he wants to step in. And when he steps in, he blesses something around us that is there just to lead us to him, just to get us to follow him. So, He's talking about fishing for men That's what he kind of talks about Jesus went fishing not for fish But to get Peter on the end of his line Jesus has him hooked now And he's going to teach him how to hook others He invites Peter to be like him He invites Peter to be like him And to do what he does And it's the same for you and I But he wants to step in, not in so, so often when it comes to like Evangelism or any of these things It's so one dimensional Like this last week where I live, I can't believe how many Christians are out and about. I seriously can't believe it. I live right at the top of a high street and these apartments. And as I walk down the high street, like I bump into Christian after Christian after Christian. And it's, it's insane. It is so insane. There'll be a guy who, who won't say anything, who just holds something and has a sign. And there's another person who does similar to that but plays music. And then one time, I saw the guy who stands and does nothing come over, snatch this woman's leaflet, read it, critique it, and then critique how she's doing. I'm like, dude, like, you're not so hot, man. (laughs) I just wanna let you know, like, what you're doing is, like, I was thinking, geez, that's you weren't so hot, and you're kind of giving her, like, stick. I move a bit further down, there's this guy and his wife, and I don't know where they're from, but they're just got this speaker thing, a sign, some things, and singing out of tune really badly, worship songs on the high street, And and then I go a bit further down. I mean, this is all in one day, I kid you not. I go a bit further down, and now there's these guys rapping. And it's cool. And I'm like, oh, someone's doing something relevant. And then they finish their whole set thing, because I've been pushing a buggy around, even sleeping in it, whatever. They finish their set, and these guys are standing there. And then they ruin it. Like, what they were doing was kind of cool. They could have done a few things better, if I'm honest. But they stood on this high street, and they started shouting a chant, Sutton for Jesus Sutton for Jesus take Sutton for Jesus and I was like oh Jesus why would you do that go back to your church and do that do that in private for everyone else is around they're like these guys are militant and they are scary and everything they've done that was kind of cool and trendy and people were stopping to now people are like oh this is awkward and they're kind of walking off and everyone's doing these kind of things and what they're doing if you look at all those things is they're doing what everyone has always done in church since Oh my days My dad's in it My dad's Late 70s Gonna turn 80 soon The tract was not new In his day My granddad is dead The tract was not new In that day We sing at church So we have to sing On the high street We couldn't do something Different on the high street We couldn't invade that space And go What do people do On the high street How can we Do something That'd be a bit more meaningful Maybe we could give out Some food Maybe give out sweets With a tract on the side of it Whatever The tract itself God given it the graphic design on this tract oh man we are like I don't know the Sinclair Spectrum was the computer that that came out I mean it's just so ancient and then then you open it and like doctrinally theologically it's amazing but for the person receiving it it's meaningless it's meaningless well why do I say all that stuff am am I kind of wanting to just like cuss out some people no I'm not but Jesus steps into Peter's boat into his world in his way does something relevant for him in his business in his area of interest blesses his socks off and then Peter is like whoa just left with a whoa moment a wow moment because so often we want to just tell someone something they don't want to hear when you come to someone you want to tell someone something they don't want to hear they don't want to hear it they're not listening to you but when you do a whoa moment it's no longer they want to hear it why did you do that? Why would you, what are you doing? Jody once offered to pay for someone's shopping because they didn't have the money. Every queue stopped, every cashier stopped, and everyone was turning to my wife asking her a million questions. A wow moment. Why would you do that? That's a lot of shopping. She didn't have the money. Why would you? Good Friday, here we turn water to wine. Every single table why what what's the catch what, what do you want from me are you thinking I'm going to come to church no I don't want you to come to church what do you want I want you to have a great evening because that's what Jesus did at a wedding in Canaan Jesus what 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 all of a sudden they're open and then this one woman said to me you're making me want to go to church oh how dastly of me <laughs> you know what I mean you're making me want to go to church come don't come Whatever. have a great evening Another person came up and said, that's so refreshing. A Christian doing something and you don't actually You don't want anything from me. You're not trying to close a deal. You're not trying to catch me. You're not trying to have a great evening. A wow moment. A wow moment. Do I then go, she came in and the keys to my show, let's have a shandy. <laughs> do I try and seal the deal? Do I run in a closet somewhere, come out in a white suit? Let's do this thing. Just creating a wow moment. I think so often we try and, and seal deals. And I think what God wants to do is just open the conversation. He just wants to step into the boat. He wants to create an amazing moment for someone. And then they have the response. Peter has a response. Step back. Fall back. Fall back, Lord. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I I haven't got it going on. You don't know the kind of guy that I am. I'm a sinner. And that moment Jesus goes, I'm going to make you a fisherman. Peter's statement is, this is who I am. I'm not cut out for this. Jesus' statement is, I know exactly who you are I'm going to make you something else and I'm going to teach you how to go fishing for men so this whole experience happens for Peter and it's about grabbing him and it's hooking him in and what I love is at the end of that is they left everything for the invite to follow him it says they left everything behind they left everything behind what Jesus offers is so unique so exclusive and you cannot find it anywhere else and actually, I am going to jump on the Prince of Peace because he gives us peace not, not as his world, world gives it to us. He gives it in a totally different way. But like I can go through the most mental situations that are just anxiety overload, and God gives me peace. He gives me peace in the midst of the storm. It's insane. You can't get that anywhere else. You can't get it anywhere else. He gives peace not as his world gives it. All who are thirsty, tired, heavy laden, come to me, I will give you rest. He gives us a love that goes beyond the grave. Death where is this thing? The change and what he brings is so transforming that these guys, in this moment, he does something so, such a wow moment. Just bear in mind, they've got the biggest catch they've ever got. If they're listed on the stock exchange, oh my days. Mad P, they're gonna make it rain in the clock. They got money, they got so much money. And they leave it all there to follow a homeless vocational rabbi. So then Jesus has invited himself into their boat. He's invited blessings upon them. He's invited them to follow him. But then where does it lead? So we're going to go back now to Luke 5. And we're going to read on. So as soon as that story ends of them leaving everything behind, the very next thing in verse 12, But now, even more, the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. It's a mad passage. So these guys have just followed him for the first time and this is the the next story that they feel is relevant to share. This is the next moment that they feel is relevant. After that, This is what comes next. So they're invited to follow Jesus and this is a key thing because their rabbi is teaching them how to live in this world. So when you choose to follow a rabbi, your rabbi has final say over everything. What he says becomes your worldview. You can argue and discuss it, but ultimately the rabbi is right and you're wrong and you follow it or you leave your rabbi and you have to go find someone else. So Jesus in this moment is showing them for the first time after following him what it's all about and the most the first impression the first lesson he wants them to get more than anything else he's gonna straight away give them a complete unique selling point of who he is that distances himself from every other religious and spiritual person of his time so while he was in the city a man full of leprosy came and it says he fell on his face and begged him he fell on his face and begged him so if you're a leper you'd have to have like a bell that let people know you were coming so they would know you're coming from a mile away and so you're so disconnected you're probably the most marginalized person in the community so straight away, the story starts after following Jesus is they meet the most marginalized person that would be kept at a distance and no one would have anything to do with them, nothing. And you would have to have a bell to let people know that you're coming so they can keep back from you. So the most marginalized person is the first person they meet and this is the first thing he wants them to learn. And when he came there full of leprosy, he fell on his face and begged him. He doesn't get to come to Jesus like the woman with internal bleeding and touch the hem of his garment. doesn't get to do that doesn't get to come at him and, and tap him on the shoulder like, oh Jesus can I, can I have a word he knows he's got leprosy he can't touch anyone anyone he touches becomes unclean with him so this man does all he can do which is humiliate himself by just falling face down on the ground and begging him and he says a statement which is so telling about everyone's faith not just then but today he says if you will you can make me clean if you will you can make me clean you see when you believe in God You always believe God can do something to heal your deepest hurts. Where we struggle is the idea of who God is, we have is so fractured and so messed up that we don't believe he's willing. We don't believe he's willing. So the argument today is, we always talk about the suffering in the world. When atheists want to discuss God, the suffering, the distance from God, God doesn't hear us, God isn't away from us, He doesn't listen to our prayers, He doesn't care about us, there's no love for us, He's not with us in our situations, He's not doing anything in our situations. All that stuff comes up in discussion when it comes to God, the suffering aspect of it. Here, Jesus shows them, here and now, that God is here, that God cares, that God hears, and that God will, and God can, and God does. But the thing I love most about Jesus is when he says, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Jesus doesn't say a word. He stretches out his hand and he touched him. Now, according to the, Levit- the Levitical priesthood and, and the rules and the laws and the commandments, when you touch a leper, you become unclean. You become unclean. Jesus reaches out and touches him. At this moment, they're following his rabbi and they're like watching and they're like, Oh no, who is this waste man that I have just left millions and millions of pounds for? We just got the catch of our lives and he's touching. I am a fisherman. I failed at law school and got told to go learn my father's trade. That's why I'm a fisherman. And even I know you don't touch a man with leprosy. You are now unclean. You have just thrown your entire ministry away in the first instance of me following you. That is what is happening there So for you and I We read the story And we just see it And that's cool But for the reader Who engages with this Who knows and lives in that time Who hears and engages with this text They're like Oh my days Jesus reached out and touched him Like That is insane That is your You've just deaded your ministry It is insanity He touches him and And he says I will And be clean And immediately The leprosy left him And the disciples learn One of the most powerful lessons ever That the most marginalized person Isn't to be kept distant They're not to be kept away You are to touch them you are to love on them and you're to explain and you're to be a part of the process of God bringing healing and reconciliation of all things and that Jesus' way is not staying distant it's not staying far but it's coming in inviting himself into the situation and not just in the disciples' lives but then going out to the most marginalized and touching them and bringing healing and restoration to them and immediately the leprosy left him and he charged him tell no one Word got around, the crowd start to gather, and they because they've healed, heard of this, and they want to get healed themselves. But then we're going to end on this last and final point in verse 16. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. He would withdraw to desolate places and pray. That is just one of my favorite. Favorite things about Jesus. At that moment when the crowds are coming, that is when I'll be holding a press conference. Jeez! Jeez! Man, I'll be like, this is great. We'll be in the papers. This church really gonna take off now. Sky News, here we come. Jeez, I'll chat about that for days. But Jesus, he goes to the desolate place and he prays. So often we're focused about doing the big thing. I remember hearing a guy preacher at a leadership conference and he had this person in his church who wanted to do a big ministry and and she kept coming to him saying I want to do this I want to do this and he was like oh could you just move those chairs over there for me and she went oh you don't understand pastor I've got a big ministry and he said you're right I don't understand find another church your ministry is too big for this church we're not on your level you need to go somewhere else find another place because we couldn't possibly serve your big ministry and she was like and she left and I remember being like that was the first time I heard the pastor like Getting rid of people. <laughs> I heard it was always about keeping people. And I was like, dang, this guy's this guy's a beast. This guy's crazy. And I started to realize something that actually it's really about the small things. It's really about the small things. And in church, so often we're crazy about the big things. And we're crazy about wanting the hugest following. We want this, 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 this. Don't get me wrong, I'm totally for the big thing. And God does do the big thing. But with Jesus, You see him diligently taking the time for someone he should never take the time for and touch a person he should never touch. It's the small thing. And he teaches his disciples, it's the small thing of being present for the most vulnerable and the most needy in your community. He teaches them in this moment, it's about that. And when everything kicks off and they think, this is it, Jesus, this is your moment, he's like, man guys, we need to get out of this place. We need to go to the desolate place, and that's where we're gonna be, and, and we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray. Oh, it's insane. It's off the chain. And what I love most about him going to the desolate place is that actually, that's where it all happens. So the life verse I have for Eden, like before she was even born or anything, was this verse. Um, this It's just one of my favorite passages of scripture. It's Isaiah 51 and verse 3. And this is why Jesus goes to the desolate place. For the Lord comforts Zion. He comforts all her waste places, her desolate places, and makes her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the voice of song. You and I go to Hawaii. You and I go to these luxury five-star places. Jesus heads for the desolate he heads to the desolate place and he prays and he reconnects and he recharges and he refocuses because in the desolate place there is no distractions there is nothing but in the desolate place God is sowing a seed in the desolate place we can connect with God away from everything and the good thing about the desolate places is God gives you a seed he gives you a word and that word that God speaks and when Jesus does this he often says that I don't say things or do things of my own initiative. I say and do what I see my father do and what I hear my father do. And so he goes to a place where there's no distraction so he can completely hear from God. There's no notifications on his phone, there's no nothing. He's just there in this desolate place because he's gonna hear a word from God. And he knows that if he gets a hold of one word from God, it doesn't return void. He knows if he gets one word, one seed from God, he can go to a wasteland and reap a garden of Eden. Reap a garden of Eden. Eden, the place that we're cut off from and we're welcomed back in, in the desolate place and, and me I don't know about you, when I get to the desolate place, I'm like God what are you doing I start questioning God like God I feel like, I feel like you're not who you say you are and he's like man you're upset that you're in a desolate place right now but I've called you to make a garden of Eden there you're upset that you're in this place but you don't understand I'm putting you there because I'm going to do something great in that place you want it plain sailing to the top and you want to see everything how you want it to be but in the desolate place I'm looking to build a garden of Eden my garden in amongst it and I'm calling you to do it and so today what we're all about is we're about inviting we're about acknowledging that Jesus invites himself into our lives but he invites us to follow him and he invites us to follow his lead and that we're people that go fishing for people but he invites us to follow his method and his method is that we love the least of these that we connect with the people that others would say nah they're dirty and I'm not when I'm talking about others I'm not talking about the world I'm talking about Christians I'm talking about Christians I'm talking about spiritual people they go oh not them people like those oh no 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 they don't oh yeah you reach out and that's the person you touch because you don't realise they're the desolate place and God is going to reap a garden of Eden because he's going to speak a word and, and they don't perceive it because they see them as trouble but God sees them as precious and God sees them as a desolate place that he's going to sow and he's going to do something wonderful in joy and gladness will be found in her thanksgiving and the voice of the song he calls us right here right now to follow him in the midst of everything and anything but Jesus sometimes we're like Jesus let me go and say goodbye let me go and finish these nets let me go and do this other disciples said let me go see my parents off they're old they're dying Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead this opportunity is right here right now and the thing about Jesus is when he invites us to follow him, he's not sitting there waiting and holding. When Jesus calls, if it goes underneath anything else, he just hangs up the call. He deads that. He deads it. Right there and then in that moment. His disciples are like, let the dead bury the dead. This is right here, right now. This is sacred. This is holy. And I'm going to do something amazing. And if you think there's something out there more precious than this moment right now, you've got, you're, 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 you're delusional. You're crazy. He's going to do something right here, right now. I'm going to pray for us today and then I'm going to wrap the- we're going to wrap things up there. Father, I thank you that you are calling us. I thank you that you are inviting yourself into our lives, into the mess of our lives. I thank you, Lord, that I believe that you are going to bless whatever it is we're doing this week, that you're going to do something amazing in our lives for us as a sign of your goodness and your faithfulness. But I thank you, Father, that I also believe you're calling us to be like you and to be people that invite People to you, but also invite ourselves into their lives. (laughs) We're going to get in amongst the mess. Um, That we're going to be just like you were in the example you gave of how you touched someone's life who others would have distanced themselves for and had nothing to do with, but you had everything to do with them. And you brought restoration and healing to them. And Father, I also pray that this week will be a week where we find comfort in the fact that even in the desolate places in our lives, you are doing something new you are doing something good and that you are going to reap a garden of eden and you are going to bring your joy and your gladness to the situation i just pray you be with us this week and i pray that you would help us to know you more in jesus name amen